TII, item 341, March 17th, 2015, iOS 8.3, Beta 3. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullah! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who I am. This episode of Today in iOS is brought to you by Harry's.com, where you can use promo code TII to save $5 off your first order. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Jeff for sending in the music here in the background. Jeff wrote, Hi Rob, I made this song called Hide and Seek with my iPhone 4S using the GarageBand app. For free downloads and more music, follow me at JeffJ6 on Twitter. Guard Jeff J. Well, thanks Jeff for the music and folks, I'll put the full song at the end of the episode. I also want to thank John for sending in the artwork for today's show. John wrote, Hey Rob, I made this TII cover art in Pixelmator for the iPad. Amazing app for iOS and the Mac. I grabbed the picture in a dark and cozy brew pub with my iPhone 6. Great low light performance. Regards, John. Well, John, thanks again for sending in this artwork. And folks, you can see John's artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 341. Or if you subscribe via iTunes on your computer as the album artwork and also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at facebook.com slash today in iOS. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com. And please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They? We have the following quote. Quote, competition is increasing its lead over Apple. Samsung's S5 seems to have enjoyed a strong launch outstripping the iPhone 5S launch for which Apple Bulls were prepared to declare a national holiday, unquote. Michael Blair, Seeking Alpha, 4th of May, 2014. Okay, first off, the 5S launch destroyed, destroyed the S5 launch. The S5, according to Wall Street Journal, joled just 12 million units in the first three months. The 5S was many times that number. But... The S5 also sold 40% fewer than Sammy projected and 4 million less than the S4 during the, its launch quarter. Sometimes I have to wonder, is it incompetence or plain malice from the Android Bulls? Just saying. For promo codes this week, we have promo codes for the app Orbital Platform Defense. Here is the written review from the dev. Introducing Orbital Platform Defense, an exciting and challenging tower defense game for the iPad. Defend the planet, Wave after wave of invading enemies are approaching Earth, and you are in charge of our defense to stop them. A network of defense platforms has been built, but the weapons are yet to be deployed. Kill enemies to gain credits and build up your defense network. If you let too many enemies get by, the Earth is lost. Place and upgrade your weapons carefully as the threat changes constantly and quickly. Users can configure upgrades for the capabilities of each type of weapon as they progress through the levels and earn upgrade points. This game does not include in-app purchases and is best run on an iPad Air, iPad Mini 2, or later models and is not available for iPhone. If you love arcade-style games, download Orbital Platform Defense and have a blast. Thanks to the devs for sending in their written review of the app, Orbital Platform Defense, and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, 
send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put orbital, one word, in the subject line. Our standard quick reminder, if you're an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com. Please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook, indicating you are the dev or author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. As you know, if you've listened to this show for any period of time, I always say wait at least a week after any update to hear how that update is going and if it's safe to proceed. And well, it has been a week since iOS 8.2 has been released, and this is where we go over how it's going. Hi, Rob. This is Stan from Winchester, Kentucky. Uh, you wanted feedback on updates to iOS 8.2. Uh, so far, I've updated uh, two iPads. One iPhone, everything has gone smoothly. In fact, one of my iPads was a, is an iPad 2 that I had written to your show earlier about lamenting some of the loss of performance I had when I updated from iOS 7 to iOS 8. When updating to iOS at iOS 8.2, it appears that I've got uh, some of the mojo back on that older device that uh, that I had lost previously. The uh, from the home screen, the uh, system seems to be a little bit more responsive, and so um, I'm pretty pleased so far. So so far, a good update on 8.2. Uh, enjoy the show and the uh, Google Plus community. Thanks. And have a good day. Hey Rob, almost forgot. Figured I'd call back for the second time. Did the upgrade to the new OS, I think it's 8.2, right after the uh, Apple announcements on the new Macs and the watches. Did it while I was driving in my car. Probably not the smartest move, but worked out okay. Uh, everything seems to be fine. Haven't noticed much difference, but yeah, we all got that annoying Apple watch app. So now I get to look and leaf through uh, the watches and can't buy one yet. Hmm. And you can't delete it, can you? Bye. And Dave, thanks for the feedback. Here's some more feedback we had sent in via email. Hi Rob, I upgraded my iPhone 6 to iOS 8.2 and had no major problems, although one game, Dominations, lost its characters in its chat window, making it impossible to see what's going on. Logged a report on that issue to the developer. Regards, Wilco O. Hi Rob, I updated to iOS 8.2 two hours after it came out, and it's been running really smooth for me. I did not follow your recommendation updated procedure, but nevertheless, I'm really happy with the update. I know I took a chance, but it was totally worth it because voiceover doesn't randomly crash anymore. Thank goodness. As for the Apple press event, I have yet to see it. My BFF and I are going to watch it over FaceTime today. Based on what you said in the show, I am not too happy with the one port connector on the new MacBook. And who in their right mind would pay $10,000 for an Apple Watch edition? That's just ridiculous. You can buy a Mac Pro for less than that. Despite its pricing, however, I'm still really excited about the Apple Watch. It could be the first accessible smartwatch on the market for blind users. And if that's the case, I'm going to be looking at the cheapest model there is. I'm going to want an Apple Watch, but I'm going to have to get the entry-level one. Oh well. Regards, Shandy W. Hi Rob, I have upgraded my iPhone 6 to iOS 8.2, had no issues. I followed the following steps. 1. Reset network settings. 2. Closed all open apps. 3. 
upgraded to the latest iTunes on my Windows PC, 4 backed up and synced my iPhone, 5 upgraded to iOS 8.2 via iTunes. Regards, Bali T. Hi Rob, I'm normally one of those who wait at least a few days before updating. However, I've had some spotty Bluetooth issues with my iPhone 6 Plus when listening to music or podcasts. The problem go away temporarily when I reset network settings, but within a day would return. Basically, it would skip and really make listening to the music worthless. I upgraded to 8.2 last night, hoping that this would solve the problem. While the update went smoothly, the problem is still there. It skips on my car's Bluetooth player as well as JBL portable speaker, so it's not just a speaker problem. Any help? you or your listeners can provide would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, Mitch. Well, if anyone can help out Mitch, anyone has any ideas, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. And thanks to everyone else that sent in feedback about how their iOS 8.2 upgrade went. Based on the feedback, I can say, release the hounds! Seems that 8.2 is ready to go. I do highly recommend that you go through in the TI app and look at my recommended procedure for upgrading. Every time I do one of these episodes where I do my recommendation, I'll get someone that emails in like we had there that said, I didn't listen to you and everything went well. But then I get the other email, which is, I wish I had listened to you because things did not go so well. Be safe. Do the reset network settings. Have everything close out again. Go to the TI app, look in PDFs. The bottom item in the PDFs is instructions on how to do a safe upgrade. Now, per my recommendation to upgrade to 8.2, there's one caveat. If you are a jailbreaker or thinking of jailbreaking or hoping to jailbreak, do not upgrade. Do not upgrade to iOS 8.1.3. Stay at 8.1.2 if you're a jailbreaker. Do not go to 8.2 for sure. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I'm not sure whether you mentioned this or not, but you can vote in the podcast awards once per day. I only found this out from a health podcast I listened to, and now I voted for you every day since. Regards, Tony L. San Francisco. Well, Tony, thanks for the reminder. Yes, folks, you can vote once per day until March 24th at podcastawards.com. Make sure to select Today in iOS in the technology category. You don't want Leo to win, do you? So if you're already bored with iOS 8.2 and you're ready to move on to iOS 8.3, but you are not a dev, no fears. Apple is now allowing the common folk access to betas for iOS 8.3. All you have to do is go to appleseed.apple.com slash sp slash beta program. Link in the show notes, of course. You should go to that site via Safari on your iOS device. Then click the blue sign up button and take it from there. You will need an Apple ID and the rights to sign away your firstborn or at least two non-vital organs. If you are one of those people that used to jailbreak but now is just looking for a new iOS thrill, you can sign up today and get access to iOS 8.3 Beta 3, which was released at the end of last week to devs and now to everyone. This is not for those that don't like when things break. Beta means broken. And your job is to help them fix it. Beta does not mean jump on Twitter and complain that things are broken. What do we know about the 8.3 Beta 3? Well, for starters, it has bug fixes and improvements. It also now includes the Apple Watch app, 
and Messages Settings has a new conversation list filtering feature. In Messages, there is the option also to report junk messages that are from unknown contacts. One other tweak in 8.3 Beta 3 is the addition of a longer spacebar, which makes typing easier as it moves the period or dot key further to the right and out of your way. But again, 8.3 Beta 3 is more about bug fixes and optimization, hence why Apple waited until Beta 3 of 8.3 until opening up to the public, which is a good sign that Apple understands getting bugs fixed and squashed at the beta phase is kind of important. More beta testers should mean more bugs found and fixed. If you are playing around with 8.3 Beta 3, give us a call, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or email us at todayinios at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts and or experience. Back to the email bag. Hi Rob, I received my Truman set from Harry's. Their blades beat the competition hands down, and their foaming shave gel is incredible. Regards, John Clark. Well, thanks John for the feedback, and thanks for supporting our sponsor, and I want to thank Harry's for sponsoring this episode. If you go to harrys.com, that's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, and use the promo code T-I-I, you'll save $5 on your first order. Let's face it, guys. One of the worst parts about shaving is tracking down that person to unlock the display case so you can get your razors. The other worst part is the price you pay for said razors when you get to the checkout counter. Harry's helps on both fronts. No need to go to the store. You just order online and get the razors delivered right to your door with free shipping. The starter kit, the Truman set that John mentioned, it's amazing. For $15, you get a razor, foaming shave gel, and three razor blades, all in a great package that screams, Gift me, gift me. Are you listening, ladies? And as John said, that foaming shave gel is incredible. If you look at what it is made from, you might not know whether to eat it or shave with it. The ingredients include licorice root extract, a blend of cucumber and aloe, and after using it, my wife was asking what smelled so good the first time I used it. It really is nice to shave with something that is not made from industrial chemicals. I am 100% a full-fledged Harry's customer, have been for almost a year. That is my blade, nothing else. And they really are the best blades out there, and that is no accident. Harry's purchased a German factory to make the blades for their razors. They offer a close, comfortable shave with each blade lasting well over a month. If you look at my picture in the banner for Harry's over on the TIA website, you will see me wearing my Warby Parker glasses on my Harry's shaven head. And it just so happens that Jeff, the co-founder of Harry's, also co-founded Warby Parker. That means you know you are getting the same great quality experience as you get with Warby Parker, and they have a good social mission where 1% of sales and at least 1% of their time is donated to organizations to help prep people for personal and professional success. With Harry's.com, you get a shave that feels really good from a company you can feel really good about. Once again, go to Harry's.com now and save $5 off when you enter the code TII with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com and enter the coupon code TII at checkout to save $5 on your first purchase and start shaving better today, or at least as soon as your new shave kit arrives at your doorstep. Hey, Rob, I'm not certain of this, but I think in regards to the boarding pass app, it shows your boarding pass 
I think it's a certain amount of time before your flight. I'm not sure that it has anything to do with your location, although it could. I, I didn't pay that close attention either, but I believe it's two hours prior to your flight it'll start showing up, something like that. I could be wrong, and I'd like to know, so I'm anxious to hear what everyone else finds out or what you find out from your Wisconsin trip. Jack in Wayne, Pennsylvania. Thanks. Hey, Rob. Dave from New Jersey calling about the uh, boarding pass in Passbook showing up on your uh, screen. I use uh, United Airlines, not Southwest. Uh, never had an issue. Once I add it to Passbook, uh, it does appear as you come closer up to the time of departure that the uh, boarding pass will appear on the notification screen. And then you, uh, I believe it's a left swipe to open it, and you just go right to the Passbook. In fact, uh, we went to a concert last night, used the Ticketmaster app, added the uh, ticket stubs to uh, Passbook, and the same thing happened. They showed right up on the notification screen. A new feature I found about that last night is we had four tickets, four people with iPhones. I was able to, uh, once I put all the tickets in my Passbook, you can actually send via message, text message, the ticket to each individual iPhone user, so this way they all have their own tickets on their, uh, in their passbook. Pretty cool feature. No special settings, just make sure the app um, allows uh, you to show in notifications, uh, go into notifications uh, for the app uh, properties, and add it, and shouldn't be an issue. Thanks. Gentlemen, thanks for the feedback, and this time when I flew out again, it was not there when I was flying out, so it was in passbook for sure i had the boarding pass in there had it where it was okay on notifications would not work on the return flight i did some more digging around in the settings i had a little bit of time and here's what it was underneath privacy i had location services turned off for passbook you need to have location services turned on for passbook for the passbook or the boarding pass to show up in Passbook on your lock screen. So if you have the Southwest app or another app for any other airlines and it's not showing up on your lock screen like it's supposed to, go into privacy, look under location services for Passbook and turn it on. Allow location services for Passbook and you will get your boarding pass then in your lock screen. For the question we recently had about Google Hangouts on iOS and having multiple people and would Google Hangouts even work, let's go back to the email bag. Hi Rob, Hangouts on Air or Google Hangouts works great on iOS devices. I've done it over cellular and Wi-Fi up to six people. Walking on the street on the iPad or the iPhone all works. Only issue is bandwidth. Regards, the Wang. Hey Rob. Yes, Google Hangouts lets you do multiple people with the iPhone app. Between my brother and my cousins, we had at least six people on there one night. Half of us had iPhones and half had Androids. It does drain the heck out of your battery life, though. Regards, Richard in Atlanta. Switching subjects. Hi, Rob. Is there any chance you can go over the release dates of Apple's Watch and the MacBook that was just announced. I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything as they both look great and I want to make sure and pre-order them when I can. I think I know that Apple, the Apple Watch is April 10th, but not positive about the MacBook. Thanks as always for your show. Voted twice so far at podcastawards.com. 
Oh, and I need to go vote again. Regards, Steve. First, yes, folks, remember to vote every day for Today in iOS at podcastawards.com. Per the dates, the Apple Watch will go on pre-order on April 10th with availability on April 24th. The new MacBook will start shipping on April 10th. That likely means on April 10th you can walk into your local Apple store and walk out with one. Likely, but not guaranteed. There really are only two configurations. There's a $1,300 version of the MacBook with 256 gigabytes of storage and 1.1 gigahertz processor and a $1,600 version, which is 512 gigabytes of storage and 1.2 gigahertz processor. That's it. Now, there are three different colors, space gray, silver, and gold, so that means there's six SKUs, but there's really just two technical versions of the device, $1,300 version and the $1,600 version, and I'll be getting the $1,600 one for my wife so I can test it out, because I have to test it out to see how it works for podcasters. No fan. It's just too tempting. I can't pass it up. We are now over 2,000 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks to everyone that has joined in, and thanks for the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that went up since the last episode came out was from Eric Spechner, who asked, quote, Hey Rob, looking for the NCA bracket link. I can't seem to find it. Anyone, please help, unquote. Well, Eric, the link is todayinios.mayhem.cbssports.com. The password is TII. Or if you're on the CBS Sports app, go to the group Today in iOS, one word, and again, use the password TII, and now the link is in the show notes for this episode, 341, as well as in the link in the show notes for episode 340. And since that last episode, there are dozens and dozens of other new posts in the TII Google Plus community, which is an Android fanboys free zone and spammer free zone. Yep, it's the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS, period. Folks, go to todayinios.com slash community to join in. And thanks to all 2,000 plus of you already in the community and contributing. We're starting to learn a little bit more about the Apple Watch specs, specifically this time, the storage, how much total and available. And that is 8 gigs total, but just 2 gigs set aside for music. Now, some people are complaining about the small amount for music, but even if you encoded your music at 256 kilobits per second for the bitrate, that works out to being a thousand minutes of music or 16 hours of music, which you can put on your Apple Watch. The Apple Watch can't get anywhere close to that in battery life for constant playback. There is also 75 meg set aside for photos, which does not sound like much until you realize Apple resizes the photos for you on your uh, per the screen size, i.e. they make the photos really small. You can listen to the music that is stored on your Apple Watch when you go out for a run or walk and leave your phone behind. There was questions if that would be allowed or not. Yes, it is. You can also look at your photos that are on your Apple Watch. So you can take a photo of your iPhone 6 Plus, put it on your Apple Watch, and then when you're out for a jog, if you start missing your iPhone 6 Plus, you can take a look at the picture of it on your Apple Watch. But the remaining 6 gig, that seems to be reserved for the operating system and Apple Watch native apps. And the countdown to the first Apple Watch app that allows you to transfer an additional 4 gig of music over to your Apple Watch starts in 3, 2, 1. Okay, it's spin time. Seems there was a report from research company IPSOS. They surveyed 
over 1,200 Americans between March 9th and 13th to gauge their interest in an Apple Watch. And here is where the spin comes in and how you can see which press is Apple fanboys and which press is squarely in the back pocket of Google. If the press reported or started with the headline, 25% of Americans want an Apple Watch, that's a positive slant, and that puts them in the Apple fanboy camp. But if the title of the report is 69% not interested in Apple Watch, well, that puts them in the Google paid us very well category. And part of those in the Google paid us very good category or in the back pocket of Google is Reuters. They had a post titled, quote, Apple Watch, not on shopping lists for 69% of Americans, unquote. Or financialpost.com with the title, Apple Watch may be a tough sell with Americans 69% not interested in buying gadget. Or from Uber Gizmo, 69% of Americans say no to the Apple Watch. Contrast that to appadvice.com with the post titled, Reuters reports that 25% of Americans want an Apple Watch. Or from iMore, over 60 million Americans interested in buying Apple Watch. Or, well, you get it. If 25% of Americans really do want an Apple Watch, a device not even on the market yet, and another 6% are not sure, then, well, Apple's job on marketing is work well done. 25% of American adults is a huge number. As I more pointed out, that's over 60 million Americans. But it's funny to see how these different articles took the same results and spun them 180 degrees apart with some making it look bad for Apple and some, including this show, saying, dang, 25% is pretty darn good. That is a lot of interest in the Apple Watch, by the way, folks. One thing I didn't see reported in any of the articles at all was how many Americans wanted an iPad prior to its launch. So I went back and I found that out for you. Just 8% of Americans wanted an iPad prior to its launch in 2010 per a survey conducted just like this one just to put that in perspective. Here's a good headline that I haven't seen yet. Three times more Americans interested in the Apple Watch prior to launch than were interested in the iPad prior to launch. Or, Apple Watch pre-launch interest three times greater than iPads. Of course, you could also just say 69% of Americans flipped the bird to Apple Watch. I mean, if link bait is your thing. Thanks to Mark H. for this next one, which is a link to a cartoon from Joy of Tech which shows a decision matrix for picking the right Apple Watch for you. And it is cute because, well, there are so many choices. By the time you get to the end of the decision matrix, your head is ready to explode, as is very well illustrated in the cartoon. But while the chart is funny, it is why it's funny that it's sad. Apple traditionally gave us very, very few choices. And we have become accustomed to minimal options to choose from. And now, all of a sudden, is this Apple Watch thing with a plethora of straps options, not to mention multiple base units to choose from. Even if you already know that you want to start out with the entry-level unit, let's call it the Apple Watch Sport, are you getting silver or are you getting space gray? You're getting 42 millimeters, you're getting 38 millimeters. Then come the bands. There are multiple rubber, leather, and metal bands to choose from. Some are even more money than the base unit. Again, for a customer base usually facing as many as 10 or 12 choices max, now you're presented with hundreds of different possible combinations. And because of this, what you'll be reading about and hearing about leading up to the Apple Watch launch, and probably after the launch as well, is 
how confused buyers are about which version options they want. I'm already seeing multiple articles like this coming in from the financial press side, as they are concerned that decision gate will paralyze buyers and they will be afraid to pull the trigger on a new Apple Watch. By the way, yes, those beating up Apple already about offering too many choices, yeah, they're the same ones two years ago that were beating up Apple for having too few choices versus Android. Just saying. Thanks to Chris in London and others that sent in links to this next one, which is about the rumor, again, of an Apple Web TV streaming service. Why I bring this up now is that the Wall Street Journal is the one reporting it this time. Essentially, the rumor this time around is Apple will launch a TV streaming service in September. It would be around oh, 25 different channels and cost somewhere between $30 and $40 a month. And it will be announced most likely at WWDC, according to Wall Street Journal. Initially, channels would be from ABC, CBS, and Fox. No NBC. Apple is also apparently talking to Disney as well. Now, this is not just something for Apple TV. This would be where you could get the streaming TV service on any iOS device and Apple TV, which, again, Apple TV really is an iOS device. Why this rumor is getting enough legs to warrant an article from the Wall Street Journal and for stocks and cable companies to take a hit today is the recent announcement slash partnership with HBO for their streaming offering. That seems to give the rumor a higher level of credibility this time around. We'll be interesting to see what, if anything, Apple rolls out per this rumor, what stations are included, and the cost. Cost is going to be a big factor. I robbed this article here. Makes me want to put links in the front pages of all Josara Media books that say no malware included on the Play Store. Best regards, Larry. And what Larry is talking about is an article titled, quote, Google Playbooks is crawling with fake guides that promise cracked Android APKs provide only malware and phishing scams, unquote. Seems there are multiple books in the Google Play Store where they are just a few pages long and really are a guide on where to download the cracked AP apps. So essentially, when Android users are, what they're doing here is, they are paying a couple of bucks to get links on where to download a cracked app for free that normally would cost many times what they paid. But what they wind up getting instead are apps with malware. Well, good for them. Serves them right. I mean, what the heck were they expecting? Again, another good reason to move completely over to the light side of iOS from the dark side of Android. Hi, Rob. This is Bruce in Los Gatos, California. I wanted to tell you something really cool about Apple Pay. So someone having anything else, Apple Pay, and they were running around Ohio uh, charging up a bunch of stuff. And so, yeah, I got a notification from my credit card company, all that taken care of. They're going to shut down that card and send me a new one in the mail. Well, Within a few hours, I had a note, an email from the company, the credit card company, saying that they had already replaced my credit card number in Apple Pay. So, in fact, today, I haven't even looked in the mail yet. I haven't touched a physical credit card, but I've already used Apple Pay with my new card number. And so that's just really insanely cool. 
the old card number was replaced with a new card number automatically. Um, if if the bank can just replace the card number in Apple Pay, it's just amazing. Really, really great. Product. Love it. I so much wish that more places took it. Now that I'm using it, uh, every place I go, I notice the terminals that don't accept it. Um, and so I'm crossing my fingers that that'll change real soon. Bruce, thanks for that info on Apple Pay. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I wanted to ask you how to use the Notify feature within Mail. It is located on a subject line. Upon pressing Notify, I am given an option to Notify Me. I select it and send my email. Is this supposed to notify me when they respond to my email? Even if I do not have it set up to have the server push me new mail? It should notify me like a message, iMessage, right? Thanks for all you do. Regards, Jonah. Hi, Jonah. It will put a push notification on the top of the screen or on the lock screen when any message is replied to in that email string. This is not, repeat, not a notification for when it is read. It is a notification for when someone replies to an email in that string. This is a way, if you have an important message string going, that you can flag it to give you a notification when a reply comes in. I guess we should also point out there, uh, this is when you create or even reply to an email. If you tap in the subject line um, off to the right, you'll see a bell. Normally it's white bell with a blue outline. If you tap on that bell, uh, you get the following options. Notify me or cancel. If you choose notify me, again, you will receive a notification when anyone replies to this email thread and the bell becomes solid blue. It works nice. And yes, this is per the native iOS mail app. Jonah, thanks for the asking about this. And I don't think we've talked about it on the show before, but it is a nice little feature, especially if you have an email string where you're sending out to a bunch of parents for basketball and you want to get responses back because you want to make sure they're all giving you the right answers on jersey size or something like that. Set it up and you get a notification each time one of those comes in so you can take care of that special project. Again, tap on the subject line when you're creating a, a message or even replying to one, and you see off to the right, a little bell, tap on the bell, then select notify me. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I couldn't wait for the Apple Watch to try a wearable, never owned one, so I bought a Pebble Watch, the $100 one, black color. I, now, I know you mentioned that you have the Swatch on your show. I actually like it a lot more than I thought I would. It is paired with my iPhone 5S, Maybe I would be better off with the Pebble Time instead of the Apple Watch. Do you know? Love to hear your thoughts about which you like better on your show. Regards, Itamar, West Hills, California. To go along with that, hi, Rob. I just wanted to say thank you for being the only Apple podcast of all I listened to that said it's up to the person to decide what smartwatch is best for their needs, Apple Watch or Pebble Time. All the other podcasts I listened to just jumped on the Apple Watch and how it is so much better than uh, the Pebble Time when it really comes down to exactly what you said, which is uh, which smartwatch is best to meet your personal needs. Regards, Bobby H. Hi, Bobby and Itamar. Thanks for the kind words. And yes, folks, you need to stop and think why you need a smartwatch. I do believe for many, a Pebble Watch with the Pebble Time will be enough. I know for me, there are a couple of things in the Apple Watch that it can do 
that the Pebble can't that make it worthwhile for me. Key one being able to answer phone calls anywhere in the house and actually respond to the phone calls, not just answer it. Uh, but with the Pebble Time, uh, it does actually have over a week's battery life, and that goes up to over 10 days with the Pebble Time Steel. The good news is no one is holding a gun to anyone's head and saying, pick one, pick one now. You have time to go to the Apple Store and try out the Apple Watch. See how it works, see how it feels. You have time to hear me and others talking about it and your friends talking about it. If you're not sure, definitely wait. $400 is a pretty good amount of money and to spend it on something that you're not even sure on, that's crazy. Anyway, let's get back to the email bag. Hi Rob, I remembered you had mentioned the SOS charger Kickstarter project. Did you ever receive that charger? I'm curious. I've written to them three separate emails and one post, and I have yet to receive any response except for the canned email reply. Uh, the latest post has them posting postponing the red model, but I did not order that. I had the original blue. Regards, sent. Okay. Are you just trying to rub salt in my Kickstarter wound? No. No, I've not received it. Nothing. Not a zip. No crank for me. But anytime I can dig a little bit at the SOS charger, folks, I will, because now they've become a joke. Not a funny joke, just a joke on the show. I just say SOS charger whenever I want to talk about projects that are delayed for no good reason. Hi, Rob. Per Apple Pay, there was a caller a few episodes ago wanting to change a card and order them in any uh, in the order that they're found. I found a way to change the order that they can be in. To do this, put your finger on the card, and for a few seconds, um, then you can move the cards into any order you want. Thanks for all the advice from your callers and from you. Regards, Ron R. Thanks, Ron, for that tip. So again, just hold down on the card for a few seconds, and then you can slide it into the order you want amongst your cards, if you have many. Hey, Rob, uh, this is Ron Lesford from Hubbard, Ohio. One more time, I want to make a comment about the bands for Apple Watch. First of all, I was fairly disappointed that the uh, stainless steel edition is going to cost so much money. The aluminum's fine, but uh, considering all they want to do is pair it with... Uh, with the rubber band type uh, watch bands, I wasn't impressed by that. I think it should at least uh, be able to come with an SS uh, band. And You know, I thought about it and said, Spidell, where are you? Well, maybe they will have it soon. As soon as they can get their hands on one of these things and design a, a watch band that can slide onto the uh, Apple, uh, I guess, dock for the, uh, for the watch band. I don't know what to call that. But anyway, I expect that uh, Spidell might just uh, come through and uh, come up with a $35 uh, watch band that will just kind of totally short-circuit uh, Apple's extremely expensive watch bands. I know they put all this design effort in it with the Johnny Ive, but some people uh, like Timex's. In fact, uh, I'd love to see a Timex Iron Man uh, case to put the guts of the, the Apple watch in. Okay, uh, anyway, as far as I'm concerned, uh, they could make a watch that could be a lot less expensive for masses, and maybe that's what uh, Apple Watch 2 will do. Uh, right now, they just want to make gobs of money to help pay for their engineering costs. All right, take care. Bye-bye. 
Well, Ron, thanks for the setup for this Kickstarter project. Well, on the last episode, I also mentioned that bands for the Apple Watch would be popular this fall and on Kickstarter. And already, there's a Kickstarter project for bands for the Apple Watch. This one is called, or was called, Time for Change, a band for every occasion. And it was from Monoware Design. And I say was because right before recording this episode, the project was suspended, or doing the notes for this episode, they had raised over 60% of their funding goal and were on track to easily hit their goal. I did reach out to them to see if they suspended it or if Kickstarter or Apple forced them to suspend it. And Leslie at Monoware replied back ASAP at, at eight, 1 in the morning <laughs> Central Time. And uh, Leslie let me know that the project was suspended because they had a raffle idea that they had included in their Kickstarter project. And Kickstarter said, no soup for you, as raffle projects are not allowed. So they had to relaunch as a new project, this time called Monoware, a band for every occasion. And they already hit their goal of 15K and have until April 15th at 1.43 a.m. Central Time to fund this. And well, again, they're already funded. What this project is offering is multiple interchangeable watch bands for the Apple Watch. So if the plethora of Apple's offerings was not too much or the pricing was <laughs> too much, or you just did not see something that on Apple's side that jumped out at you and said, buy me, um, or you just want to have a band that is different from everyone else, then check out Monoware, one word, M-O-N-O, W-E-A-R, at kickstarter.com. Pricing for these bands start at $45 for the nylon watch band, $60 gets you a leather watch band, and $75 gets you a metal or a mesh metal band. They are estimating a May delivery for these, just in time for Father's Day. Again, search for monoware at kickstarter.com, or you can look in the show notes for episode 341 over at todayinios.com. Thanks go out to Michael for this next one, and it is another Apple Watch-related Kickstarter project. So far, this one is not suspended. The project name is Premium One, two words, the docking station for Apple Watch and iPhone. They have a goal of 35K, and they've raised over 17K so far, so almost 50% of the way there. They have until April 25th at 5 p.m. Central Time for you to fund them. So yes, they should easily hit their goal. What this is, if you did not catch it by the vague title, is a stand and charge for your future Apple Watch with options for ones with charging docks for an iPhone 5s or iPhone 6s and iPads and iPad minis. Pricing starts at $45 for the Apple Watch stand alone and charging dock. That is called the Premium One W1. Then there is the Premium One W2, which is for the Apple Watch and one iPhone 6 or 5 series. And pricing on that starts at $89. And then there is the Premium One W3, which is for the Apple Watch, one iPhone 6 or 5 series, and one iPad Mini or iPad Air series. Pricing for the W3 starts at $129. These docks are very nice looking, made from aircraft-grade aluminum and glass bead blasted and anodized for the quality look and feel that you expect. Search for Premium One, two words, in the links for episode 341 at todayinios.com or at kickstarter.com. Thanks to Michael for this next one, which is for the budget-minded Apple Watch wearers. 
that are looking for a dock for your Apple Watch. Griffin will have a stand that will run you just $30. It looks to not be made from aircraft aluminum, but rather plastic. So you can either char or pay $45 for a stand for your Apple Watch from Kickstarter, get a really nice quality device, or you can chintz out and spend $30 from Griffin and get a stand for your Apple Watch that, well, looks like you paid less than $30. Into the email bag. Hi, Robin. Today's day and age smartphones have become most people's lifelines. According to new statistics, smartphone users spend an average of 2.7 hours on their phones for a fun day. This brings about another startling fact that by 4 p.m., 77% of smartphones are dead and need to be recharged. My charges... Razor Plus is an answer to this problem. Crafted from anodized aluminum, the ultra-thin Razor delivers an extra 13 hours talk time for your smartphone. Would you be interested in learning more about how you could gain 13 more hours of talk time or trying the Razor Plus out for yourself? Best regards, Tessa. And to that, I said, yes, Tessa, I would be. Because having an extra slim battery pack around is a huge plus. And she sent me one. And I took it with me on both of my trips recently and then this weekend when I went to the Kansas City Comic Con because I was getting ready to leave and I realized I forgot to charge up my phone that night. So I just grabbed it and plugged it in my iPhone to it and did not have to worry about the battery life the rest of the day. If you are looking for a sleek, slim battery pack, and I do really like this one, it is uh, a 3000 milliamp hour battery pack which is really good. It is called the Razer Plus from MyCharge. The list price is 60 bucks, but right now I see it on Amazon for 48. I'll put a link to that in uh, the show notes, not an affiliate link, just a link. Uh, look for the link again in the show notes and thanks to MyCharge for sending this along for me to test out and for this show. And, and I do really like having an extra battery pack around that's just laying there ready, charged up. So when you accidentally forget, you gotta go somewhere, You've got it. You just grab it, put it in a pocket with your phone because this one really is nice and thin. And connect the cables and it's charging while it's in your pocket and you don't have to worry about running out of power. And the other neat thing about this, I didn't even mention this uh, about the Razer Plus is there's no button on it to turn it on or off or to check what the charge level is. You just shake it and then it, the LEDs light up and tell you how much it is. So you, if you want to see it, you just shake it a little, give it a little shake and the LEDs light up and you know how much charge you have left. So that's kind of cool. I like that feature. Hey, Rob, this is Jonathan in New Orleans. I'm calling in response to a question you posed uh, on the most recent episode uh, asking about how Monument Valley is. And I've been playing it since I think it came out. But when it was released, it was featured on Apple's front page and I downloaded it and I've played all the levels, and it's just a great puzzle game. It's basically like taking an adventure through an M.C. Escher painting or several. My biggest complaint is that it looks like they won't be adding any more levels, which is a real shame because it's a great game. Yeah, I would recommend it. And I also wanted to uh, mention that I was invited to by Apple to beta test iOS 8.3. And as far as I can tell, um, there's no real issues with it. It seems very stable. So if there's anyone out there who's on the fence about it, it seems to work fine. I've been running it for a few days now. Love the show, as always, and I'll try to vote for the podcast awards. 
Thanks. Bye. Jonathan, thanks for your feedback on Monument Valley and your feedback on the iOS 8.3 Beta 3 testing that you're doing. And a very special thanks for going to podcastawards.com and going to the technology section and selecting Today in iOS and voting. Appreciate that. And let's get back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I was wondering if you know of any Bible apps on the App Store that read to you. Sincerely, Zachary. Hi, Zachary. If you have an iPad, you can just triple swipe down and it will read all the information that's on that page if you have any of the apps open. That said, the app Holy Bible, two words, has the option to read to you. And I'll put a link to that app in the show notes, folks. Hey, Rob, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of months now, and I really enjoy it, and I value your opinion. I fell in love with the Apple products uh, since the first iPhone came out, but never actually got one until the iPhone 5, partly because I couldn't uh, couldn't offer one, but now I can, and I've bought every phone since. I've been wanting the Apple Watch for a while now, and now that I see it, I think it looks cool, and yeah, maybe I can use it for some stuff, but from comments on YouTube, people keep saying it's too expensive and people don't wear watches anymore, and I don't want to walk around looking like the guys wearing Google glasses. Now, don't get me wrong, the the money is no problem, I do wear watches every now and then, but... I just need your advice. Should I buy it? Or should that money be better kept in my savings? And if I don't get the Apple Watch, I wouldn't want any other smart watch like the Pebble. Please let me know. Need your help. Regards, Harvey. Well, Harvey, really my advice is why are you getting the Apple Watch? Is there some feature that you like with the Apple Watch? Is there something that's going to help you? If there is, definitely go ahead and get it. But if you're not sure, wait, go to the Apple Store, play around with it, see all the features when it comes out, and then get one. Again, $400 is a lot of money, whether it's you have it or not, uh, to waste or spend or you know, putting in savings is always a good idea. But I can't recommend that you buy it sight unseen. I really do feel that everyone, if you're not sure, you need to go to the Apple Store when it comes out and play around with one or listen to what we say here or listen to what other people say. Personally, for me, I can't wait to get it. I know some for certain features that I want, but we'll see what happens, and we'll definitely be talking about it on the show. Per people worried about this being Google Glasses, no, you're not going to be a glass hole. You're not going to be considered an Apple Watch hole by wearing an Apple Watch. I mean, people already wear watches. Google Glass was a completely different level of annoyance. Uh, it was a privacy issue, and it was a dork issue. Google Glass was dead from day one. If you listen to this show, you know I said that from the beginning. Uh, I still believe that, and it's proven to be true. Hi, Rob. Pretty question about why do I jailbreak? On Sprint's unlimited plan for data, and I use tethering for my iPad, which is not jailbroken, I don't use uh, like a ton of data, just enough to do a few things on Tuesdays when my daughter does cheerleading. Anyway, I thought I would weigh in. Love the show. Thanks for all you do. Regards, John H. Hi, Rob. I jailbreak for iCleaner mostly, but since Apple insists on slowing me down with their unnecessary animation delays, I also enjoy Advanced Settings 8. I cannot live without it. I toggled animations to be a lot faster, as in on an iPhone 5 running iOS 6, 
I have been listening to your show for several years. Regards, Zach. Hi, Rob. I am a German person living in Denmark and having English-only speaking colleagues. I use daily three languages, switching according to the person I talk to, also while sitting in the car. Siri is capable to understand and speak soon all of these languages. However, switching between them needs a visit to the settings panel. I would love a button or better a voice command in Siri to switch the language. Is this already possible or can this be done? It would be the good reason for me to jailbreak. Best regards from Denmark, Alex. Well, folks, if anyone knows an answer to Alex here on this, let us know. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Hi, Rob. I wanted to ask whether you or any of the listeners know of an iPhone app that allows me to video something with both cameras simultaneously. An annoying mate of mine who's an Android fanboy has this feature on his device. So the concept is is me videoing something whilst I'm including the video uh, via the FaceTime camera of me, almost like a picture-in-picture. Kind regards, Lee S. Lee, I do believe this is available if you jailbreak. If anyone remembers what that jailbreak app is that allows you to do that, where it videos both the front and the back camera at the same time, please let us know. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. If someone happens to know of this app being available for non-jailbroken as well, if there's an app in the App Store, you know, let us know that as well. And, and you can also email to todayinios at gmail.com. Hey, Rob, I had uh, one burning question after watching the keynote event from the other day. Is can an aluminum Apple Watch be plated gold? That's a good question. Or maybe a stainless steel one. I imagine that would be a great way to have at least uh, a lookalike uh, for the uh, addition, if you know what I'm saying. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see if uh, some aftermarket uh, people come out with thick, gold-plated Apple Watches that they'll purchase first and then do this to it and then sell it as an aftermarket item. Okay, this is Ron Leckfor in Hubbard, Ohio. Bye-bye. I gave my opinion earlier per Apple Watch and per Pebble Time. And Myron Euchre posting a link uh, to an article from Apple World Today over in our Google Plus community, which talks about Pebble Time versus Apple Watch as a competitor. As I mentioned on the last episode and or the one before, when going over uh, the Pebble Time's pre-sales numbers on Kickstarter, they are tiny compared to what Apple will do in the first day of sales of the Apple Watch. That said... A product does not have to be a runaway success to be valuable to you, the individual. And again, when it comes to picking a smartwatch, you need to ask, is the watch more important than the smart, or is the smart more important than the watch? Pebble is a watch first with a few good features. Apple Watch is smart first with many features, and oh, it happens to be a watch you strap on your wrist. Again, if you are on the fence, this article is a good one to read. Search for Pebble Time is not a serious Apple Watch competitor in the show notes for episode 341 at todayinios.com. And folks, please chime in on where you stand. Call us, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Are you on the Apple Watch side, the Pebble Time side, or hey, 
Are they done talking about that stupid watch stuff yet, side? FYI, answer to that last question would be no. By the way, one of the nice features of the Apple Watch is for taking pictures. You can see what the camera sees on your iPhone and snap the picture remotely from your Apple Watch. So you put the camera on a stand, point it at your family, preview on your Apple Watch, and then remotely snap the picture from your Apple Watch. And yes, I know there are some apps that supposedly allow you to do this as well on Pebble, but I've never been able to get mine to work. Little Apple Store news, and it looks like Apple has removed the Jumbo Up and the Nike Fuel Bands from the Apple Stores, because I guess Apple does not like competition to their new products in their stores. It is possible come September, October, for the fall holiday season, they may find their way back into the stores. But for now, during the launch of the Apple Watch, it looks like Apple is trying to help shoppers by reducing a few extra options in the Apple Store. Isn't that so nice of Apple to be looking out for consumers like that to keep them from getting too confused? Thanks to Matt S. for this next one, which is about some early feedback on Research Kit from Apple. This is what Tim Cook had to say on Mad Money recently. Quote, It is really incredible. In the first 24 hours of Research Kit, we've had 11,000 people sign up for a study in cardiovascular disease through the Stanford University's app. And to put that in perspective, Stanford has told us that it would have taken normally 50 medical centers an entire year to sign up that many participants. So Research Kit is an absolute game changer, unquote. As I said in the last episode, I believe many years from now, when we look back at the March 9th event, 2015, it is not the Apple Watch we will think of that was in the important item. It will be Research Kit. To the email bag. Hey Rob, I think I've come up with a new way for you to increase your audience. I've updated from my 4S to a 6 Plus a couple weeks ago. I listed my iPhone 4S on eBay and added the following to help out any iOS users. Quote, the following is an excellent source of iOS information, todayinios.com, about TII, Today in iOS, formerly Today in iPhone. TII was the first podcast dedicated to the iPhone Podcast launched in April 2007, and we have been produ- and we have been producing new episodes about once a week for over seven years. There is a free TI app available in the App Store. There is also a Google Plus community dedicated to iOS devices and can be found via TII. Both are hosted by Rob Walsh. Unquote. You could ask the TII and Google Plus community to add some info similar to this, referencing your podcast, etc when they are selling any iOS devices. If you want to see my listing, here it is. Ends on March 22nd. Regards, Earl. Well, thanks, Earl, for those kind words and the great idea. And that gets you a link in the show notes. Best of luck on your auction. And folks, if you are selling your iOS device online and want to add a link to todayinios.com and mention the show, it would be greatly appreciated. Matter of fact, anytime you want to mention us in any of your online properties, it is greatly appreciated because word of mouth marketing is how podcast audiences grow. And it's your mouth that I need the word coming out of. So thanks, folks, for recommending us to your friends and social media network peeps. Hey, Rob, it's Shannon in Fountain Hills again. I just received a promotion at work recently. In doing so, I now have an Outlook email address. Uh, through my company. Uh, long story short, I tried to access my drafts on my iPhone. I have everything hooked up on my iPhone through my Exchange account, uh, but drafts does not sync. I did a little bit of research on the internet, and 
for some reason or the other, they say it's not allowed, and I'm not sure if that's a uh, Microsoft thing or an Apple thing. Uh, either way, it, I, I don't think it matters. What my question is, is, is there a workaround, or is there another app, another mail app that anyone knows of that I could use that would allow that, or is that just simply something that I'm going to have to get used to? So that's my question. Thanks for everything, Rob. Take care. Shannon, thanks for the call and the question, and I'm going to throw that one out to the audience. If anyone can help Shannon there with his question about getting drafts to sync up and exchange mail, please let us know. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I'm an iPhone 6 user. I have realized the amazing improvements on the rear microphone on this phone. However, I've noticed that this microphone only captures sound during video recording. When using the Voice Memos app, the app captures sound with the bottom microphone, which has a notable lower sound quality than the rear mic. I wanted to know if there isn't any app out there to take advantage of the rear microphone of the iPhone. It would be really nice to be able to take advantage of this great microphone without having to record video. Look forward to any suggestions you or your audience may have. Thanks and regards, Rolando R. Rolando, I don't know any way to do that. It might be something you have to do with the jailbroken app, or there may be an audio app out there that actually allows you to choose which microphone you're recording from. If anyone knows of said app, jailbroken or not, let us know, 206-666-6364, 206-MOON-DOG, or send the email to todayinios at gmail.com. Hi, Rob. been listening since the beginning. Wonderful podcast. I own a company of about 25 people, and our phone system has finally died. Everyone has a cell phone, mostly Apple, some others. And I would like to use um, just cells from now on. I looked at using Google Voice to allow two numbers to each cell, one for business and the other for the person's personal life. But it does not look like there's an answer. What do you suggest for iOS? Regards, Brian W., And folks, you know the number, you know the email. If someone can help Brian, please let us know. Hi, Rob. I recently, I dropped my iPhone in the water. I did the cover it with rice thing and all is fine now. But during that time, I took out my SIM card and put in my old iPhone, uh, in my old iPhone temporarily. Since I've put it back in my phone, my iPhone 6, When I send texts, it's sending them through my Gmail, Apple ID, instead of iMessage. Not a huge problem, but definitely a weird glitch. I don't know how to fix it. Any help would be great. Thanks a bunch. Regards, Mitch. Mitch, have you tried doing a factory reset, uh, seeing if that would do it for you? Uh, Maybe restore from a backup? strange glitch um, but first thing I would try is just back it up do a factory set restore and see if it's working right if it's not working right that tells you it might be a hardware issue but if it is working right when you do software reset then it's a settings issue so, uh, good luck with that and of course if anyone has any recommendations there for Mitch please let us know send an email and give us a call hi Rob sent you an email about skipping music when I press the sleep button Well, I found the cause and solution. I have an app called Nonstop Music. The app restarts the music player after a respringing. They issued a fix. Sorry for trouble, but thanks for putting it out there. Regards, Bob. 
Hey Rob, this is Aaron from South Jersey. Just wanted to weigh in on the latest Apple event. I am totally disgusted that Apple would release a netbook. Of course, they didn't call it that, but the underpowered laptop certainly fits the category. The part that really burns me is the premium price tag. No one asked for this. People wanted a Retina MacBook Air. The processor, the 480p camera, single port, and high price tag worries me. Apple has gotten money hungry. They know there are people who will buy this laptop because it's gold and has an Apple logo. For once, I finally can say this would never have happened if Steve Jobs was here. He would never have sold us a netbook. Regards, Aaron. Well, Aaron, I do need to disagree. I think people do want this. It really is an iPad Pro with keyboard. And it runs OS X. So that's a big difference. So you really got an iPad Pro keyboard running OS X which kind of makes this thing like a crossover. I will be getting one. We'll talk about it more in the future. I'm getting it for my wife to use mainly, but also to try it for editing podcasts. And I can't emphasize enough the importance of a fanless computer. Hi, Rob. Per voting for Today in iOS at podcastawards.com, I have been voting with my three email addresses every day of the contest so far and will continue to do so until it is finished. This is one small way to express to you my gratitude for all you do. Yet another reason to thank you is that I am now a Harry's convert. The blades really are far superior to anything else I've tried. Regards, Bill. Well, thanks, Bill. It's greatly appreciated for the votes and the support of our sponsor. Hey, Rob. This is Mike from San Jose, California. I wanted to ask your listeners and possibly you some uh, questions about Spotify and the iPod function or the music play function on the uh, iPhone. So first of all, with Spotify, I am a premium user, so I uh, am able to play music through I- through uh, Spotify on my computer and my mobile devices, my iPhone and my iPad. Now, with my iPhone and my iPad, for whatever reason, uh, Spotify may start off okay and play two to three, maybe four songs, then for whatever reason, on the next song, it stops. The progress bar stops moving, it won't play the song, and I have to like restart the song or, or, or skip to the next track, then come back to that track, the previous track, and it'll start playing it. But I just want to know if any other listeners use Spotify and if they're having any issues with Spotify. I've tried going to some forums and even trying to contact Spotify, but I'm not really getting anywhere. So I don't know if this is an issue with just my phone or if it's something other people are experiencing. It, this wasn't the case before uh, uh, a few, uh, I guess, iOS updates or Spotify updates. Previously, uh, Spotify would work fine. It was my number one music player, but now I am seem to have a few issues and this has been going on for a while but i'm just now thinking to call in about it uh my other concern or question is about the ipod function on uh, on uh, the iphone with the issues i'm having with spotify it's kind of frustrating so i kind of stopped using spotify and i went back to the uh the ipad uh on the ipod function on the iphone uh, so i'm a what is it? Uh, iTunes Match uh, subscriber, so I can download songs from the cloud and play them on my phone, and they'll be backed up and whatnot. So I set up playlist on my computer, and then I could go ahead and sync those playlists to my phone. I create the playlist, and I pretty much update the playlist on my computer. 
Now, if there's songs that I initially synced in a playlist, but now I've, I've heard them for months and I'm kind of tired of that song, so I took it out of the playlist on my computer. But since it downloaded onto my phone, it seems like that song stays in that playlist. Is that how it's supposed to function? I, I'm trying to sync the playlist to, to be the same as what I have on my computer. So if I add a song or remove a song on my computer, I'm hoping that it would add or remove on my phone. And it seems to add them fine, but it doesn't seem to remove them. I can manually remove songs on, on, my, on my phone, but that's kind of a hassle. I don't want to... That's the whole point of me doing it on my computer. So it just syncs and everything should work fine. Is that how it should work? If I add or remove a, a song on my computer, should it add or remove from my phone? Or do I have to manually remove it from my phone because it's, it's downloaded to the actual phone hard drive? So anyways, that's just my questions uh, about Spotify and the, the native iPad, iPod function on the iPhone. Uh, thanks a lot, Rob. Uh, hope to hear back from you and your listeners about uh, if they're having the same issues I'm having. All right, bye. Mike, sorry to hear the issues you're having with Spotify. If anyone else out there has had similar issues with Spotify and has a solution, please let us know. 206-666-6364. That's 206 Moon Dog. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and use those same numbers and addresses if you have a solution for Mike's other question with regards to syncing playlists to your iOS device such that when you delete music from a playlist on your computer, the next time you do a sync, it removes that music from your iOS device. So if anyone knows the settings and how to do this and make it work, please give us a call or shoot us an email. You know the number, you know the email. Thanks again to Harry's for sponsoring this episode. Folks, please go to harrys.com now and save $5 off when you enter the code TII with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com and enter the promo code, coupon code, TII at checkout to save $5 and start shaving better today, or, well, at least as soon as your new kit arrives at your doorsteps. As mentioned earlier, we have a TII NCAA pool once again this year. I will put a link in the show notes. Go to todayinios.com and look for that link in the episode 341 show notes or the episode 340 show notes, or just go to todayinios.com dot mayhem dot cbs sports dot com password is tii or in the cbs sports app just go to the bracket group name today in ios one word and use the password tii so group is today in ios password is tii good luck and you need to register before thursday this year so before thursday at noon or 11 o'clock eastern time whenever it is you need to have your picks in Hurry up. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or record your feedback and email it to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else. An app, product review, good or bad, as long as it's iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature that you created on an iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we are always looking for more music created on an iOS device to play on this show. 
This is your show and your feedback is greatly desired. And don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Okay, so you listened this far into the episode. Uh, thanks. And now I have a way uh, you can thank me for the show. And that is by going to podcastawards.com and voting for Today in iOS in the technology category. Yes, that's right. Today in iOS made the cut for the uh, final 10 shows in that category. Uh, Thanks for getting us nominated. But now is the real vote uh, for the winner. And these awards allow you to vote not just once, but once a day until March 24th. Aren't you lucky? I know, I know. But please, if everybody goes and votes a couple, a few times between now and March 24th, we would easily win the award. And that recognition brings in more listeners, and that means more people to ask and answer questions. So please help out the show. Go to today, um, go right now to podcastawards.com, podcastawards.com. Vote for Today in iOS in the technology category as often as possible. And hey, if you've got multiple emails... Again, uh, you can vote once a day until March 24th. Thanks. That is greatly appreciated. Uh, And finally, there is the TII app, which is now free for you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. Please go right now and download the TII app. Did I mention it is free? Oh, and per the... um, NCA tournament pool. I'll have some stuff to give away. I just got to go through my plethora of items that I've reviewed on the show and haven't reviewed and figure out which items I can give away. And we'll talk about that more on future episodes, but I do have some giveaways uh, for this year. So folks sign up for the NCA tournament pool, get some stuff sent out to the winner. And that folks is going to do it for us today. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.
Siri, who's your favorite college basketball team? I always like to root for the underdog. I guess that makes me a fan of Dayton right now.